Week 2 Lecture, January 24th, Building on an Idea. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're still with us. This week, I want to hit the ground running by thinking of what you might want to research for the semester and how you want to approach that topic. The resources in this week's folder are focused on three key parts of the research process, asking an effective research question, developing an effective working thesis statement, and writing up a research proposal. But let's start with choosing a research topic. Remember that for this class, you will choose a single research topic and work on it all semester, so it should be something you're interested in. Here are a few key requirements for research in this class that may help guide how you choose your topic. One, you should be able to find at least some scholarly sources on the topic, so when you're doing your background research, use a scholarly database on the Stockton website. Google Scholar may also be helpful, but has some limitations we'll eventually talk about. Two, you should choose a topic you are genuinely interested in, not one you think I want you to focus on. It doesn't have to be related to your major, your planned career path, or anything else. It should be something that interests you. Good research starts with questions you have about a topic. Three, you may need to think outside the box, and that's okay. I've seen students choose some really interesting topics they were convinced they'd never find scholarly sources on. There are a lot of ways to make a quote-unquote non-academic topic academically oriented. Over the years, quite a few students have told me they wished I would just assign research topics to them, but I will never do that. Can you imagine researching the decline of amphibian populations in Argentina if you didn't care at all about that topic? Sure, you could learn something new, but why would you want to know about that specific thing? I get the anxiety, though. I'm a naturally indecisive person myself, and I find it much easier for my husband to pick the restaurant or movie than to go through all the pros, cons, and what-ifs of picking it myself. Here are a few strategies that might help you land on a topic. One, talk about research ideas with a friend or family member. Often, the people closest to us notice things we seem to be interested in before we do. Two, make a list of all the things that come to mind in a three-minute period. Do you notice any trends in what you've written? Maybe that points to something you'd like to know more about. Three, use the Wikipedia random article link a few times before something interesting appears. Once you've chosen a topic, it's good to remember the research process is not usually linear, moving from one task to another in a specific, one-directional order. It's much more a cycle, and that cycle begins with picking a topic, conducting some preliminary research to determine whether it's viable for this class, going back and refining or tweaking it, doing some more preliminary research, etc. We call processes like this iterative, meaning you come up with an idea, test it out, and adjust as needed. You will generally repeat this process, continually adjusting and hopefully improving your approach. After you've selected and refined your topic to something realistic and manageable for you, start looking for more specific background information that will help you define your research question and thesis statement, which will shape your whole semester. An effective research question should be clear, leaving no room for misinterpretation and defining any terms that could be confusing. Focused, so it's narrow enough to give you a solid direction for your research. Concise, that is, expressed directly without a lot of fluffy language that can confuse the reader. Complex enough that you have to do more than Google an answer to satisfy your curiosity. And arguable, so that there are at least two reasonable sides, and usually more, to the debate. A couple of additional tips here. One, avoid using the words should and ought to in a research question, because there's virtually no way for you to answer it. Whether something should occur or not depends on who you ask. The world is full of opinions, and if you ask a question about what should happen, you'll end up basing your research on your or someone else's opinion. Two, be as objective as possible. Avoid any kind of biased or opinionated language that would show your reader what you think you'll find. By the time you decide on a research question, you probably have an idea of how you think you'll answer it. But effective researchers are open to being right, wrong, or somewhere in between. And an effective research question isn't based on the researcher's assumptions. Let's work through an example. Let's say I develop the following research question. Why are students enrolled in online classes more likely to commit plagiarism than students enrolled in face-to-face -face classes? Is the question clear? Is it likely to be understood by most people the same way? I think so. Is it focused enough to give me direction for my research? Yes, I could create a doable research plan for studying this topic. Is it concise? Yep, it's pretty direct with not a lot of room for confusion. 
Is it complex? I don't think I could find the answer with a quick Google search, so yes, I think it's complex enough. Is it arguable? Definitely. I know from my experience as a teacher that not everyone agrees on this topic. But there are two additional questions I need to ask to check the quality of the question. Am I asking a should question? Well, that's an easy one. Nope. Is it objective? This is where I hit a stumbling block. It's definitely not objective. When I ask why something is the case, I'm assuming it simply is that way. In this example, the question assumes that students in online courses are more likely to plagiarize than students in face-to-face -face classes. But because I've only done a little background research on the topic at this point, I don't have enough evidence to support that claim yet. So how could I rephrase the question to make it more objective, to show my reader that I'm open to being wrong about the issue? There are lots of possibilities, but for the sake of time, let's just say I change my question to ask, are students enrolled in online classes more likely to plagiarize than students in face-to-face -face classes? Phrasing it this way forces me to question my own assumptions, and it opens me to the possibility of finding a yes answer, a no answer, or, far more common in research, an I don't know yet answer. After you identify a central research question, it's also important to think about the sub-questions you would need to address in the course of your research to help you build your case. The 5WH strategy is an easy way to consider what some of these sub-questions might be. In it, we ask ourselves six questions. First, the 5W questions. Who, what, when, where, and why? Then, the H question. How? You may or may not end up using all of them, but they give you a nice set of boundaries for figuring out how to start your research. My sub-questions might look like this. 1. Who is most likely to commit plagiarism? 2. What is considered plagiarism? 3. When in the writing process do students most often commit plagiarism? 4. Where do students find information to help them write? 5. Why do students commit plagiarism at all? 6. How can we address the problem of student plagiarism? Now, let's talk about thesis statements. They're a bit more familiar to students because you use them all the time in writing, but a thesis statement in a research paper is meant to answer the research question you've asked. Whereas your research question should be as objective as possible, a thesis can and should contain your educated opinion about what you think you will find. An important note here, though the thesis contains your opinion, you'll need to defend it throughout your research and writing with logical, reasonable evidence. This is where researchers often go wrong. They don't want to admit that perhaps the evidence they're finding doesn't agree with their thesis, so they bend and twist their argument to make it fit. Don't do that. In this class, you're not being graded on whether your thesis is substantiated or not. You're being graded on how you conduct and analyze your research. You also need to state your thesis firmly. Don't be wishy-washy because you want to make everyone happy. Your thesis is your theory, and your theory is at least partially based on your opinion. For every opinion you have, there's someone out there to argue against it. That's fine. That's life. So avoid saying things like, I think, I feel, or in my opinion. This is generally good advice for writing anyway. Just make the statement. And at the end of the project, your integrity will allow you to admit if you were wrong and humbly celebrate if you were right. Or it will allow you to be okay with an inconclusive result. And remember, there are lots of angles on your topic. Everyone has an opinion, and many of them probably aren't the same as yours, so you'll need to be prepared to evaluate alternative views. As you're considering what to study and how to study it, think about some ways others might approach the topic. An effective thesis statement should directly answer the research question, present your position on the topic, be specific enough to present a strong argument, avoid using vague, undefined terms like good or successful. Who determines what is good or successful in the context of your topic? Pass the so what test. In other words, explain why the reader should care. Stay focused on the topic at hand and pass the how and why test. Let's go back to my student plagiarism topic. Here's my thesis. Students enrolled in online classes are more likely to plagiarize than students in face-to-face -face classes because they do not develop the same trusting relationships with their online instructors as they do with instructors they see in person. Does the thesis answer my research question? It sure does, to make sure I repeated much of the same language from the question. Does it present my position on the topic? Yep. Is it specific enough to present a strong argument? I think so. 
there aren't any potentially unclear terms here that could be misunderstood, and my rationale is pretty clear. Does it pass the so what test? Hmm, this is a tougher one to answer. I haven't directly said why the topic matters, but I think my reader could draw some reasonable conclusions. Does it stay focused on the topic? Definitely. And does it pass the how and why test? The how question doesn't really apply here because I'm not talking about a specific procedure, but the thesis answers the why test. Hint, it's very helpful to include a because statement at the end of your thesis to address this issue. And finally, we get to the research proposal, which is your first research-focused assignment for this class. A research proposal doesn't need to be long. It can be about a page, but it does need to be direct and clear. In it, you'll include a snappy introductory paragraph that tells me something about the topic, including why it matters and or how you became interested in it. It must also include your main research question and sub-questions you would need to answer in the course of your research. Finally, the proposal includes a working thesis. That is, an early version of your thesis, which will probably change during the course of your research. I hope this has been helpful, but as always, feel free to ask for clarification on anything. See you soon. Chapter 6. Getting Your Research Started from Introduction to College Research Learning Objectives By the end of this chapter, you will be able to 1. Develop meaningful research topics 2. Explain why gathering background information is important to the research process and 3. Navigate to the appropriate information sources for background information. Choosing a Topic Questions to Consider when it comes to academic research, choosing a topic is often the hardest part of the process. In many instances, college instructors will provide guidelines or a broad topic for the assignment, but it's your job to choose a narrower topic within those guidelines. Here are some questions to ask yourself before you decide on a topic to research. Have I been assigned a specific topic or can I choose my own? Is there a particular current event that interests me or an issue I feel strongly about? Can I select a topic that's closely related to my college major? Did the instructor specify what types of information sources I need to use? And here, on this page, is an image of four circles, each inside another. The largest circle says all possible topics. The circle within that says assigned topic. The circle inside that one says topic narrowed by initial exploration. And the smallest circle inside all of them says topic narrowed to research questions. There's a caption that reads, visualize narrowing a topic as starting with all possible topics and choosing narrower and narrower subsets until you have a specific enough topic to form a research question. Narrowing your topic. It's important to select a topic that not only interests you or sparks your curiosity, but also one that is neither too broad nor too narrow in scope. For example, if you're interested in climate change and wanted to choose that as a topic for your research paper, you would quickly find yourself overwhelmed with search results and information. You may find millions of search results about all different aspects of climate change, like policy, history, and the environment, and feel lost about where to begin. An important step in the research process is narrowing down your larger topic into a smaller, more researchable topic. What is it about climate change that is most interesting to you? Is there something in particular you've learned in class that relates to this topic that you could explore with your research? Listen to the following video to see how to recognize if your topic is too broad or too specific, and to learn some tips on what to do. Meet Jenny. Jenny has a research project due in a few days. She picked a topic when her professor first assigned the project. She chose her favorite TV show, Bridezilla's. It seemed like a good idea. But now that she's doing her research, she's having a lot of trouble finding sources. She's freaking out. Jenny's problem started with her mental model of the research process, which she sees as a one-way street. Like many students, Jenny thinks that once a project is assigned, she should pick her topic right away. Then she can move on to finding sources and reading through them, and once she has all her sources, she can start writing her paper. But the research process is a lot messier than that, and picking your topic is intertwined with finding and reading sources, and writing and editing your paper. Picking your topic is research. When you first pick a research topic, it isn't set in stone. It's just an idea that you test with some exploratory research. If it looks good, you find and read some more sources. 
At this point, you might find that the published research leads you away from your original topic. That's okay. You can let the research you find guide you and tweak your topic a bit. And by the time you've gone through this cycle a few times, you may find that you have enough sources to start writing and editing your paper. Even then, as you're writing, you may find that you need to pull in additional pieces of information and you may return to the research cycle. So, let's wind back the clock for Jenny, bringing her back to the day her professor assigned this project and allow her to do it again with this research model. Again, Jenny picks a topic that is interesting to her, the reality TV show Bridezilla's. As she tests the topic with some internet research and in article databases, she discovers that there is lots written about it in the popular press, but not much scholarly research which her professor requires. Realizing that maybe her topic is a bit too narrowly defined, Jenny decides to tweak it by broadening her scope to reality TV in general. But when she tests this new topic, she winds up drowning in a sea of research, all of which has to do with reality TV, but doesn't tie together to help her form a coherent thesis. Back at the drawing board, she wonders if there's a happy medium between Bridezilla's, which is too narrow a topic, and reality TV, which is too broad. Since Bridezilla's is just one of several reality TV shows about brides and weddings, perhaps there's more written about this subgenre. Testing this topic in some of the library's research databases yields a promising but not overwhelming number of results. Instead of realizing too late that her topic was unresearchable, Jenny built in the time to test and tweak her topic so she could take her original idea and shape it into a topic that she still finds interesting and can realistically use for a short research assignment. If you want to know more about the research process or about how to pick a good topic, ask a librarian for help. More strategies. If you're having trouble selecting a topic or narrowing down your topic, here are some strategies that can help. Scan your course textbook for ideas. Browse some magazines or newspapers for current events. Dive into Wikipedia or another encyclopedia and see what sparks your interest. Talk to your instructor, a librarian, or classmates for ideas and guidance. Browse the issues and topic pages in library databases that include reference sources, like CQ Researcher or Opposing Viewpoints. These topic pages are similar to Wikipedia and give general background information on a topic and link to more specific information, which is helpful when narrowing down your topic. Some library databases have great features for getting your research started, like pro-con viewpoints, background information, timelines, and bibliographies for further reading. If you're unfamiliar with what library databases your college has a subscription to, ask a librarian for help. And here, there's an image of the Opposing Viewpoints database which has a Browse Issues page you can use to help choose a research topic. Under that is an image of a topic page that provides background information on food insecurity in the Opposing Viewpoints database. Background reading. Gathering some general information on your research topic by doing background reading is always a great way to begin the research process. Background reading involves reading works related to your topic in order to get a bigger picture before diving into the deeper research. Similar to how you may consult Google Maps for a general idea of the streets and stores in a new city you plan to visit, background reading can help you feel more informed about where you're going with your research topic. The case for Wikipedia. Many people start their research these days with a preliminary Google search, which usually leads them to Wikipedia. Why? Wikipedia and reference sources in general, like encyclopedias, atlases, handbooks, are excellent sources of background information. This is especially helpful if you're assigned or select a topic you're not yet very familiar with. Though Wikipedia is not considered a scholarly or academic source, it can be a great starting point for your research, allowing you to gather general information on your area of interest and giving you ideas for narrow areas of focus. The content box on the left-hand side of Wikipedia pages can help you quickly scan for potentially relevant and interesting subtopics. Wikipedia use is often discouraged by college professors because anybody can edit information on almost any Wikipedia page, though some pages that are more prone to vandalism have restrictions on who can and cannot edit them. Though the fear of inaccurate information being portrayed on Wikipedia is a legitimate concern, it's also true that Wikipedia is used by millions of people daily and errors are often corrected as soon as they're found. This is especially true on the pages that are used by many like those for famous people, landmarks, or current events. 
While many professors will not accept Wikipedia as a source cited in the research assignment you ultimately turn in, it can be a useful tool in the early stages of research when you're seeking background information. For more information on using Wikipedia to start out your research and how professional fact checkers use Wikipedia, refer to the page on using Wikipedia effectively. Conclusion. The very first steps in the research process are oftentimes the most important because they set the groundwork for the rest of your research. This chapter covered the importance of narrowing your broader topic down into a more manageable topic that interests you and the importance of performing some general background reading. Background reading can be done using library databases, Wikipedia, or quick online searches on your topic, which can help you find narrower subtopics to focus on. Background reading at the beginning of your research helps familiarize you with your topic and with the specific vocabulary and keywords often, which can be used in your searches later in the research process. And here, there is a project information literacy infographic that describes a national study about students' research habits. Since 2008, in a series of 10 groundbreaking studies, PIL, Project Information Literacy, has surveyed and interviewed more than 22,000 U.S. students at 100 colleges and universities to learn how they find and use information for completing coursework and solving information problems in their everyday lives in the workplace. Strip 1 reads, 84% of students say getting started is the most difficult part about research. Students use many tools for course research, including search engines, 92%, databases, 88%, instructors, 83%, Wikipedia, 70%, and librarians, 30%. Strip 2 reads, when it's crunch time, 81% of students spend time checking messages, 73% prepare assignments, and 62% study and review. Strip 3 reads, students use the following words to describe how they feel about research assignments. Fear, angst, tired, dread, excited, anxious, annoyed, stressed, disgusted, intrigued, confused, and overwhelmed. Want to learn more? Find more information and media at projectinfolit.org. Identifying what you know and don't know from introduction to college research. Once you've narrowed down your research topic and done some preliminary background reading, it's time to start thinking about and writing down what you already know about your topic and what you're interested in finding out. Identifying the gaps in your knowledge will help you to create research questions that will guide your research. Research questions are questions that research sets out to answer. Research questions should not be able to be answered with a simple yes or no and should be clear, concise, and focused. For instance, if you've decided to research the effects of divorce on children, you'd want to first think about what knowledge you already have on that topic. Next, write down what you do not know but are curious to find out. What I know. Divorce is common in the United States. Sometimes children are negatively affected by their parents getting divorced. What I don't know. Is there a certain age that children are more prone to the negative effects of divorce? Can children carry negative effects of divorce with them into adulthood? How can divorce impact academic performance? How can the effects of divorce be mitigated? Though you may not be aware of it, you are mentally engaging in this process many times throughout the day. The process of seeking information for everyday questions is a bit different than for research questions, however. Take a look at the examples of regular questions and research questions below. While regular questions are easily answered by a quick online search, like through Google, research questions will take more exploration. Examples, regular versus research questions. Regular question, what time is my movie showing at Lenox on Friday? Research question. How do sleeper films end up having outstanding attendance figures? Regular question. What can I do about my insomnia? Research question. How do flights more than 16 hours long affect the reflexes of commercial jet pilots? Regular question. How many children in the U.S. have allergies? Research question. How does his or her country of birth affect a child's chances of developing asthma? Regular question. What year was metformin approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration? Research question. Why are nanomedicines, such as doxorubicin, worth developing? Regular question. Could citizens register to vote at branches of the Columbus Public Library in 2016? Research question. How do public libraries in the United States support democracy? Choosing the right question. 
Once you have a list of several aspects of your topic that you're curious about, choose one that interests you most and create a research question from it. Be sure to choose something that aligns with the parameters of your assignment and that you believe is feasible to research given the amount of time and resources you have access to. Research questions that are too vague will leave you swimming in a sea of irrelevant information, while a research question that is too specific will make it very difficult to find enough information sources to support your research. Too broad? What is the impact of divorce on academic performance? Too narrow? What is the impact of divorce on female students' grades during fifth grade in the United States? Just right? How can divorce affect a student's GPA in high school? The qualities of a good research question from the English Composition II Open Access course. Research is the physical process of gathering information plus the mental process of deriving the answer to your question from the information you gathered. Research writing is the process of sharing the answer to your research question along with the evidence on which your answer is based, the sources you used, and your own reasoning and explanation. Developing a good research question is the foundation of a successful research project so it's worth spending time and effort understanding what makes a good question. One, a research question is a question that can be answered in an objective way, at least partially and at least for now. Questions that are purely values-based, such as should assisted suicide be legal, cannot be answered objectively because the answer varies depending on one's values. Be wary of questions that include should or ought because those words often, although not always, indicate a values-based question. However, note that most values-based questions can be turned into research questions by judicious reframing. For instance, you could reframe should assisted suicide be legal as what are the ethical implications of legalizing assisted suicide? Using a what are frame turns a values-based question into a legitimate research question by moving it out of the world of debate and into the world of investigation. Two. A good research question is one that can be answered using information that already exists or that can be collected. The question, does carbon-based life exist outside of Earth's solar system, is a perfectly good research question in the sense that it is not values-based and therefore could be answered in an objective way, if it were possible to collect data about the presence of life outside of Earth's solar system. That is not yet possible with current technology. Therefore, this is not yet a research question because it's not now possible to obtain the data that would be needed to answer. Three, a good research question is a question that hasn't already been answered, or hasn't been answered completely, or hasn't been answered for your specific context. If the answer to the question is readily available in a good encyclopedia, textbook, or reference book, then it is a homework question, not a research question. It was probably a research question in the past, but if the answer is so thoroughly known that you can easily look it up and find it, then it is no longer an open question. However, it is important to remember that as new information becomes available, homework questions can sometimes be reopened as research questions. Equally important, a question may have been answered for one population or circumstance, but not for all populations or all circumstances. Formulating a thesis from the English Composition II Open Access course. You need a good thesis statement for your essay, but are having trouble getting started. You may have heard that your thesis needs to be specific and arguable, but still wonder what this really means. Let's look at some examples. Imagine you're writing about John Hughes' film, 16 Candles, from 1984. You take a first pass at writing a thesis. 16 Candles is a romantic comedy about high school cliques. Is this a strong thesis statement? Not yet, but it's a good start. You focused on a topic, high school cliques, which is a smart move because you've settled on one of many possible angles. But the claim is weak because it's not yet arguable. Intelligent people would generally agree with this statement, so there's no real news for your reader. You want your thesis to say something surprising and debatable. If your thesis doesn't go beyond summarizing your source, it's descriptive and not yet argumentative. The key words in the thesis statement are romantic comedy and high school cliques. One way to sharpen the claim is to start asking questions. For example, how does the film represent high school cliques in a surprising or complex way? How does the film reinforce stereotypes about high school groups, and how does it undermine them? 
Or why does the film challenge our expectations about romantic comedies by focusing on high school cliques? If you can answer one of those questions, or others of your own, you'll have a strong thesis. Tip. Asking how or why questions will help you refine your thesis, making it more arguable and interesting to your readers. Take two. You revise the thesis. Is it strong now? Sixteen Candles is a romantic comedy criticizing the divisiveness created by high school cliques. You're getting closer. You're starting to take a stance by arguing that the film identifies divisiveness as a problem and criticizes it, but your readers will want to know how this plays out and why it's important. Right now, the thesis still sounds bland, not risky enough to be genuinely contentious. Tip, keep raising questions that test your ideas and ask yourself the so what question. Why is your thesis interesting or important? Take three, let's try again. How about this version? Although the film 16 Candles appears to reinforce stereotypes about high school cliques, it undermines them in important ways, questioning its viewers' assumptions about what's normal. Bingo! This thesis statement is pretty strong. It challenges an obvious interpretation of the movie, that it just reinforces stereotypes, offering a new and more complex reading in its place. We also have a sense of why this argument is important. The film's larger goal, we learn, is to question what we think we understand about normalcy. What's a strong thesis? As we've just seen, a strong thesis statement crystallizes your paper's argument, and most importantly, it's arguable. This means two things. It goes beyond merely summarizing or describing to stake out an interpretation or position that's not obvious, and others could challenge for good reasons. It's also arguable in the literal sense that it can be argued or supported through thoughtful analysis of your sources. If your argument lacks evidence, readers will think your thesis statement is an opinion or belief as opposed to an argument. Exercises for drafting an arguable thesis. A good thesis will be focused on your object of study, as opposed to making a big claim about the world, and will introduce the keywords guiding your analysis. To get started, you might experiment with some of these Mad Libs. They're thinking exercises that will help propel you toward an arguable thesis. By examining blank, topic or approach, we can see blank, thesis, the claim that's surprising, which is important because blank. Example, by examining 16 Candles through the lens of George Simmel's writings on fashion, we can see that the protagonist's interest in fashion is an expression of her conflicted desire to be seen as both unique and accepted by the group. This is important because the film offers its viewers a glimpse into the ambivalent yearnings of middle-class youth in the 1980s. Although readers might assume blank, the commonplace idea you're challenging, I argue that blank, your surprising claim. Example, although viewers might assume the romantic comedy 16 Candles is merely entertaining, I believe its message is political. The film uses the romance between Samantha, a middle-class sophomore, and Jake, an affluent senior, to reinforce the fantasy that anyone can become wealthy and successful with enough cunning and persistence. Still having trouble? Let's back up. It helps to understand why readers value the arguable thesis. What larger purpose does it serve? Your readers will bring a set of expectations to your essay. The better you can anticipate the expectations of your readers, the better you'll be able to persuade them to entertain seeing things your way. Academic readers, and readers more generally, read to learn something new. They want to see the writer challenge commonplaces, either everyday assumptions about your object of study or truisms in the scholarly literature. In other words, academic readers want to be surprised so that their thinking shifts or at least becomes more complex by the time they finish reading your essay. Good essays problematize what we think we know and offer an alternative explanation in its place. They leave their reader with a fresh perspective on a problem. We all bring important past experiences and beliefs to our interpretations of texts, objects, and problems. You can harness these observational powers to engage critically with what you are studying. The key is to be alert to what strikes you as strange, problematic, paradoxical, or puzzling about your object of study. If you can articulate this and acclaim in response, you're well on your way to formulating an arguable thesis in your introduction. How do I set up a problem and an arguable thesis in response? All good writing has a purpose or motive for existing. Your thesis is your surprising response to this problem or motive. This is why it seldom makes sense to start a writing project by articulating the thesis. The first step is to articulate the question or problem your paper addresses. 
Here are some possible ways to introduce a conceptual problem in your paper's introduction. One, challenge a commonplace interpretation or your own first impressions. How are readers likely to interpret this source or issue? What might intelligent readers think at first glance? Or if you've been given secondary sources or have been asked to conduct research to locate secondary sources, what do other writers or scholars assume is true or important about your primary source or issue? What does this commonplace interpretation leave out, overlook, or underemphasize? Two, help your reader see the complexity of your topic. Identify and describe for your reader a paradox, puzzle, or contradiction in your primary sources. What larger questions does this paradox or contradiction raise for you and your readers? Three, if your assignment asks you to do research, piggyback off another scholar's research. Summarize for your reader another scholar's argument about your topic, primary source, or case study, and tell your reader why this claim is interesting. Now explain how you will extend the scholar's argument to explore an issue or case study that the scholar doesn't address fully. Four, if your assignment asks you to do research, identify a gap in another scholar's or a group of scholars' research. Summarize for your reader another scholar's argument about your topic, primary source, or case study, and tell your reader why this claim is interesting. Or, summarize how scholars in the field tend to approach your topic. Next, explain what important aspect this scholarly representation misses or distorts. Introduce your particular approach to your topic and its value. Five, if your assignment asks you to do research, bring in a new lens for investigating your case study or problem. Summarize for your reader how a scholar or group of scholars has approached your topic. Introduce a theoretical source, possibly from another discipline, and explain how it helps you address this issue from a new and productive angle. Tip. Your introductory paragraph will probably look like this. Start with the problem and why it's significant, then mention the thesis. Testing your thesis. You can test your thesis statement's arguability by asking the following questions. Does my thesis only or mostly summarize my source? If so, try some of the exercises above to articulate your paper's conceptual problem or question. Is my thesis arguable? Can it be supported by evidence in my source? And is it surprising and contentious? If not, return to your sources and practice the exercises above. Is my thesis about my primary source or case study, or is it about the world? If it's about the world, revise it so that it focuses on your primary source or case study. Remember, you need solid evidence to support your thesis. Steps in developing a research proposal from the English Composition II Open Access course. A quick note here to let you know that you do not need to do the exercises on this page. We're gonna do something very similar to them in class. Learning objectives. By the end of this section, you will be able to, one, identify the steps in developing a research proposal, two, choose a topic and formulate a research question and working thesis, and three, develop a research proposal. Writing a good research paper takes time, thought, and effort. Although this assignment is challenging, it is manageable. Focusing on one step at a time will help you develop a thoughtful, informative, well-supported research paper. Your first step is to choose a topic and then to develop research questions, a working thesis, and a written research proposal. Set aside adequate time for this part of the process. Fully exploring ideas will help you build a solid foundation for your paper. Choosing a topic. When you choose a topic for a research paper, you're making a major commitment. Your choice will help determine whether you enjoy the lengthy process of research and writing and whether your final paper fulfills the assignment requirements. If you choose your topic hastily, you may later find it difficult to work with. By taking your time and choosing carefully, you can ensure that this assignment is not only challenging, but also rewarding. Writers understand the importance of choosing a topic that fulfills the assignment requirements and fits the assignment's purpose and audience. Choosing a topic that interests you is also crucial. Your instructor may provide a list of suggested topics or ask that you develop a topic on your own. In either case, try to identify topics that genuinely interest you. After identifying potential topic ideas, you'll need to evaluate your ideas and choose one to pursue. Will you be able to find enough information about the topic? Can you develop a paper about this topic that presents and supports your original ideas? Is the topic too broad or too narrow for the scope of the assignment? If so, can you modify it so it's more manageable? 
You'll ask these questions during this preliminary phase of the research process. Identifying potential topics. Sometimes your instructor may provide a list of suggested topics. If so, you may benefit from identifying several possibilities before committing to one idea. It's important to know how to narrow down your ideas into a concise, manageable thesis. You may also use the list as a starting point to help you identify additional related topics. Discussing your ideas with your instructor will help ensure that you choose a manageable topic that fits the requirements of the assignment. In this chapter, you'll follow a writer named Jorge, who is studying healthcare administration as he prepares a research paper. You will also plan, research, and draft your own research paper. Jorge was assigned to write a research paper on health and the media for an introductory course in healthcare. Although a general topic was selected for the students, Jorge had to decide which specific issues interested him. He brainstormed a list of possibilities. Tip, if you're writing a research paper for a specialized course, look back through your notes and course activities. Identify reading assignments and class discussions that especially engaged you. Doing so can help you identify topics to pursue. Here's the list of possible topics Jorge came up with. One, health maintenance organizations, or HMOs, in the news. Two, sexual education programs. Three, Hollywood and eating disorders. Four, Americans' access to public health information. Five, media portrayal of the health care reform bill. Six, depictions of drugs on television. Seven, the effect of the internet on mental health. Eight, popularized diets, such as low-carbohydrate diets. Nine, fear of pandemics like bird flu, H1N1, and SARS. 10. Electronic entertainment and obesity. 11. Advertisements for prescription drugs. 12. Public education and disease prevention. Narrowing your topic. Once you have a list of potential topics, you'll need to choose one as the focus of your essay. You'll also need to narrow your topic. Most writers find that the topics they listed during brainstorming or idea mapping are broad, too broad for the scope of the assignment. Working with an overly broad topic, such as sexual education programs or popularized diets, can be frustrating and overwhelming. Each topic has so many facets that it would be impossible to cover them all in a college research paper. However, more specific choices, such as the pros and cons of sexual education and kids' television programs, or the physical effects of the South Beach diet, are specific enough to write about without being too narrow to sustain an entire research paper. A good research paper provides focused, in-depth information and analysis. If your topic is too broad, you'll find it difficult to do more than skim the surface when you research it and write about it. Narrowing your focus is essential to making your topic manageable. To narrow your focus, explore your topic in writing, conduct preliminary research, and discuss both the topic and the research with others. Exploring your topic in writing. How am I supposed to narrow my topic when I haven't even begun researching yet? In fact, you may already know more than you realize. Review your list and identify your top two or three topics. Set aside some time to explore each one through free writing. Simply taking the time to focus on your topic may yield fresh angles. Jorge knew that he was especially interested in the topic of diet fads, but he also knew that it was much too broad for his assignment. He used free writing to explore his thoughts so he could narrow his topic. Read Jorge's ideas. Our instructors are always saying that accurate, up-to-date information is crucial in encouraging people to make better choices about their health. I don't think the media does a very good job of providing that, though. Every time I go on the internet, I see tons of ads for the latest miracle food. One week, it's acai berries. The next week, it's green tea. And then six months later, I see a news story saying all the fabulous claims about acai berries and green tea are overblown. Advice about weight loss is even worse. Think about all the diet books that are out there. Some say that a low-fat diet is best. Some say you should cut down on carbs. And some make bizarre recommendations like eating half a grapefruit with every meal. I don't know how anyone is supposed to make an informed decision about what to eat when there's so much confusing, contradictory information. I bet even doctors, nurses, and dietitians have trouble figuring out what information is reliable and what's just the latest hype. Conducting preliminary research. Another way writers may focus a topic is to conduct preliminary research. Like free writing, exploratory reading can help you identify interesting angles. Surfing the web and browsing through newspaper and magazine articles are good ways to start. Find out what people are saying about your topic on blogs and online discussion groups. Discussing your topic with others can also inspire you. Talk about your ideas with your classmates, your friends, or your instructor. 
Jorge's free writing exercise helped him realize that the assigned topic of health in the media intersected with a few of his interests, diet, nutrition, and obesity. Preliminary online research and discussions with his classmates strengthened his impression that many people are confused or misled by media coverage of these subjects. Jorge decided to focus his paper on a topic that had garnered a great deal of media attention, low-carb diets. He wanted to find out whether low-carb diets were as effective as their proponents claimed. Writing at work. At work, you may need to research a topic quickly to find general information. This information can be useful in understanding trends in a given industry or generating competition. For example, a company may research a competitor's prices and use the information when pricing their own product. You may find it useful to skim a variety of reliable sources and take notes on your findings. Tip. The reliability of online sources varies greatly. In this exploratory phase of your research, you do not need to evaluate sources as closely as you will later. However, use common sense as you refine your paper topic. If you read a fascinating blog comment that gives you a new idea for your paper, be sure to check out other, more reliable sources as well to make sure the idea is worth pursuing. A plan for research. Your free writing and preliminary research have helped you choose a focused, manageable topic for your research paper. To work with your topic successfully, you'll need to determine what exactly you want to learn about it, and later, what you want to say about it. Before you begin conducting in-depth research, you'll further define your focus by developing a research question, a working thesis, and a research proposal. Formulating a research question. In forming a research question, you are setting a goal for your research. Your main research question should be substantial enough to form the guiding principle of your paper, but focused enough to guide your research. A strong research question requires you not only to find information, but also to put together different pieces of information, interpret and analyze them, and figure out what you think. As you consider potential research questions, ask yourself whether they would be too hard or too easy to answer. To determine your research question, review the free writing you completed earlier. Skim through books, articles, and websites and list the questions you have. Include simple, factual questions and more complex questions that would require analysis and interpretation. Determine your main question, the primary focus of your paper, and several sub-questions that you'll need to research to answer your main question. Here are the research questions Jorge will use to focus his research. Notice that his main research question has no obvious, straightforward answer. Jorge will need to research his sub-questions, which address narrower topics, to answer his main question. Topic. Low-carb diets. Main question. Are low-carb diets as effective as they've been portrayed to be by media sources? Sub-questions. Who can benefit from following a low-carb diet? What are the supposed advantages of following a low-carb diet? When did low-carb diets become a hot topic in the media? Where do average consumers get information about diet and nutrition? Why has the low-carb approach received so much media attention? How do low-carb diets work? Constructing a working thesis. A working thesis concisely states a writer's initial answer to the main research question. It does not merely state a fact or present a subjective opinion. Instead, it expresses a debatable idea or claim that you hope to prove through additional research. Your working thesis is called a working thesis for a reason. It's subject to change. As you learn more about your topic, you may change your thinking in light of your research findings. Let your working thesis serve as a guide to your research, but do not be afraid to modify it based on what you learn. Jorge began his research with a strong point of view based on his preliminary writing and research. Read his working thesis statement, which presents the point he will argue. Notice how it states Jorge's tentative answer to his research question. Main research question. Are low-carb diets as effective as they have sometimes been portrayed to be by the mass media? Working thesis statement. Low-carb diets do not live up to the media hype surrounding them. Tip. One way to determine your working thesis is to consider how you would complete sentences such as, I believe, or my opinion is. However, keep in mind that academic writing generally does not use first-person pronouns. These statements are useful starting points, but formal research papers use an objective voice. Creating a research proposal. A research proposal is a brief document, no more than one typed page, that summarizes the preliminary work you've completed. Your purpose in writing it is to formalize your plan for research and present it to your instructor for feedback. In your research proposal, you'll present your main research question, 
related sub-questions, and working thesis. You will also briefly discuss the value of researching this topic and indicate how you plan to gather information. When Jorge began drafting his research proposal, he realized that he'd already created most of the pieces he needed. However, he knew he also had to explain how his research would be relevant to other future healthcare professionals. In addition, he wanted to form a general plan for doing the research and identifying potentially useful sources. Read Jorge's research proposal. In recent years, topics related to diet, nutrition, and weight loss have been covered extensively in the popular media. Different experts recommend various, often conflicting strategies for maintaining a healthy weight. One highly recommended approach, which forms the basis of many popular diet plans, is to limit consumption of carbohydrates. Yet experts disagree on the effectiveness and health benefits of this approach. What information should consumers consider when evaluating diet plans? In my research, I will explore the claims made by proponents of the low-carbohydrate lifestyle. My primary research question is, are low-carb diets as effective for maintaining a healthy weight as they are portrayed to be? My secondary research questions are, who can benefit from following a low-carb diet? What are the supposed advantages to following a low-carb diet? When did low-carb diets become a hot topic in the media? Where do average consumers get information about diet and nutrition? Why has the low-carb approach received so much media attention? How do low-carb diets work? My working thesis is that low-carb diets do not live up to the media hype surrounding them. For this assignment, I will review general interest and scholarly articles that discuss the relationship between low-carb diets, weight loss, and long-term health outcomes. Writing at work. Before you begin a new project at work, you may have to develop a project summary document that states the purpose of the project, explains why it would be a wise use of company resources, and briefly outlines the steps involved in completing the project. This type of document is similar to a research proposal. Both documents define and limit a project, explain its value, discuss how to proceed, and identify what resources you will use. Writing your own research proposal. Now, you may write your own research proposal if you've not done so already. Follow the guidelines provided in this lesson. Key takeaways. Developing a research proposal involves the following preliminary steps. Identifying potential ideas, choosing ideas to explore further, choosing and narrowing a topic, formulating a research question, and developing a working thesis. A good topic for a research paper interests the writer and fulfills the requirements of the assignment. Defining and narrowing a topic helps writers conduct focused, in-depth research. Writers conduct preliminary research to identify possible topics and research questions and to develop a working thesis. A good research question interests readers, is neither too broad nor too narrow, and has no obvious answer. A good working thesis expresses a debatable idea or claim that can be supported with evidence from research. Writers create a research proposal to present their topic, main research question, sub-questions, and working thesis to an instructor for approval or feedback.